Chapter One, Section One of the Dancing Mania. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. The Dancing Mania by Eustus Hecker. Translated by Dr. Benjamin G. Babington. Chapter One The Dancing Mania in Germany and the Netherlands. Section One St. John's Dance. The effects of the Black Death had not yet subsided, and the graves of millions of its victims were scarcely closed when a strange delusion arose in germany which took possession of the minds of men and in spite of the divinity of our nature hurried away body and soul into the magic circle of hellish superstition it was a convulsion which in the most extraordinary manner infuriated the human frame and excited the astonishment of contemporaries for more than two centuries, since which time it has never reappeared. It was called the Dance of St. John, or of St. Vitus, on account of the bacantic leaps by which it was characterised, and which gave to those affected, whilst performing their wild dance, and screaming and foaming with fury, all the appearance of persons possessed it did not remain confined to particular localities but was propagated by the sight of the sufferers like a demoniacal epidemic over the whole of germany and the neighbouring countries to the north-west which were already prepared for its reception by the prevailing opinions of the time so early as the year 1374, assemblages of men and women were seen at Aix-la-Chapelle, who had come out of Germany, and who, united by one common delusion, exhibited to the public both in the streets and in the churches the following strange spectacle they formed circles hand in hand and appearing to have lost all control over their senses continued dancing regardless of the bystanders for hours together in wild delirium until at length they fell to the ground in a state of exhaustion they then complained of extreme oppression and groaned as if in the agonies of death until they were swathed in cloths bound tightly round their waists upon which they again recovered and remained free from complaint until the next attack this practice of swathing was resorted to on account of the tympany which followed these spasmodic ravings but the bystanders frequently relieved patients in a less artificial manner by thumping and trampling upon the parts affected while dancing they neither saw nor heard being insensible to external impressions through the senses but were haunted by visions their fancies conjuring up spirits whose names they shrieked out 
and some of them afterwards asserted that they felt as if they had been immersed in a stream of blood which obliged them to leap so high others during the paroxysm saw the heavens open and the saviour enthroned with the virgin mary according as the religious notions of the age were strangely and variously reflected in their imaginations where the disease was completely developed the attack commenced with epileptic convulsions those affected fell to the ground senseless panting and labouring for breath they foamed at the mouth and suddenly springing up began their dance amidst strange contortions yet the malady doubtless made its appearance very variously and was modified by temporary or local circumstances whereof non-medical contemporaries but imperfectly noted the essential particulars accustomed as they were to confound the observation of natural events with their notions of the world of spirits it was but a few months ere this demoniacal disease had spread from aix-la-chapelle where it appeared in july over the neighbouring netherlands in liege utrecht tongres and many other towns of belgium the dancers appeared with garlands in their hair and their waists girt with cloths that they might as soon as the paroxysm was over receive immediate relief on the attack of the tympany this bandage was by the insertion of a stick easily twisted tight many however obtained more relief from kicks and blows which they found numbers of persons ready to administer for wherever the dancers appeared the people assembled in crowds to gratify their curiosity with the frightful spectacle at length the increasing number of the affected excited no less anxiety than the attention that was paid to them in towns and villages they took possession of the religious houses processions were everywhere instituted on their account and masses were said and hymns were sung while the disease itself of the demoniacal origin of which no one entertained the least doubt excited everywhere astonishment and horror in liege the priests had recourse to exorcisms and endeavoured by every means in their power to allay an evil which threatened so much danger to themselves for the possessed assembling in multitudes frequently poured forth imprecations against them and menaced their destruction they intimidated the people also to such a degree that there was an express ordinance issued that no one should make any but square-toed shoes because these fanatics had manifested a morbid dislike to the pointed shoes which had come into fashion immediately after the great mortality in thirteen fifty they were still more irritated at the sight of red colours the influence of which on the disordered nerves might lead us to imagine an extraordinary accordance between this spasmodic malady and the condition of infuriated animals 
but in the st john's dancers this excitement was probably connected with apparitions consequent upon their convulsions there were likewise some of them who were unable to endure the sight of persons weeping the clergy seemed to become daily more and more confirmed in their belief that those who were affected were a kind of sectarians and on this account they hastened their exorcisms as much as possible in order that the evil might not spread amongst the higher classes for hitherto scarcely any but the poor had been attacked and the few people of respectability among the laity and clergy who were to be found among them were persons whose natural frivolity was unable to withstand the excitement of novelty even though it proceeded from a demoniacal influence some of the affected had indeed themselves declared when under the influence of priestly forms of exorcism that if the demons had been allowed only a few weeks more time they would have entered the bodies of the nobility and princes and through these have destroyed the clergy assertions of this sort which those possessed uttered whilst in a state which may be compared with that of magnetic sleep obtained general belief and passed from mouth to mouth with wonderful additions the priesthood were on this account so much the more zealous in their endeavours to anticipate every dangerous excitement of the people as if the existing order of things could have been seriously threatened by such incoherent ravings their exertions were effectual for exorcism was a powerful remedy in the fourteenth century or it might be perhaps that this wild infatuation terminated in consequence of the exhaustion which naturally ensued from it at all events in the course of ten or eleven months the st john's dancers were no longer to be found in any of the cities of belgium the evil however was too deeply rooted to give way altogether to such feeble attacks a few months after this dancing malady had made its appearance at aix-la-chapelle it broke out at cologne where the number of those possessed amounted to more than five hundred and about the same time at metz the streets of which place are said to have been filled with eleven hundred dancers peasants left their ploughs mechanics their workshops housewives their domestic duties to join the wild revels and this rich commercial city became the scene of the most ruinous disorder secret desires were excited and but too often found opportunities for wild enjoyment and numerous beggars stimulated by vice and misery availed themselves of this new complaint to gain a temporary livelihood girls and boys quitted their parents and servants their masters to amuse themselves at the dances of those possessed and greedily imbibed the poison of mental infection 
above a hundred unmarried women were seen raving about in consecrated and unconsecrated places and the consequences were soon perceived gangs of idle vagabonds who understood how to imitate to the life the gestures and convulsions of those really affected roved from place to place seeking maintenance and adventures and thus wherever they went spreading this disgusting spasmodic disease like a plague for in maladies of this kind the susceptible are infected as easily by the appearance as by the reality at last it was found necessary to drive away these mischievous guests who were equally inaccessible to the exorcisms of the priests and the remedies of the physicians it was not however until after four months that the rhenish cities were able to suppress these impostures which had so alarmingly increased the original evil in the meantime when once called into existence the plague crept on and found abundant food in the tone of thought which prevailed in the fourteenth and fifteenth centuries and even though in a minor degree throughout the sixteenth and seventeenth causing a permanent disorder of the mind and exhibiting in those cities to whose inhabitants it was a novelty scenes as strange as they were detestable End of chapter 1, section 1